And I think the the beautiful part about myofascial release is that we don't ever have to know what's going on internally for for us to heal and for us to release things inside of our body. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to talk about my recent seminar that I took. I repeated unwinding in Chicago. And I was excited to kind of document it and come back and share my experience with this time of repeating this class. The first time I took it was in uh, January of 2020. So it's been a couple of years. And each time you take a seminar, you're always in like a different place, um, personally and professionally. So I was really excited to see what the differences would be between this class and repeating it for a second time. So just to kind of recap on what unwinding is. So there's three parts of myofascial release in the John Barnes myofascial release approach. And we do the structural work, which is the hands-on work, um, rebounding, which is a rhythmic rocking and unwinding. And unwinding is taking a person back into a period of time when their body was injured and going back through that journey of that position in space where they would have been injured or where they have come out of their body, so to speak, from a trauma or an injury. Um, it's a self-preservation mechanism that we have that you know we detach from our body when there is a moment of impact or a moment of trauma because it's too painful or um, we will literally die if we have to experience this trauma. So um, unwinding happens naturally. We do this in our sleep every night. Um, it's what our body is meant to do, what our body wants to do, but our conscious mind blocks that. So sometimes we're not able to fully let go. And so part of the structural work, sometimes there is unwinding that happens just as a byproduct of doing the structural work and doing rebounding. It takes us back to those moments of trauma or impact. So the class is three days of unwinding and going deeper within our own bodies and our own awareness and figuring out, not really figuring out actually, just kind of allowing whatever is in our body to come out and just allowing it to be very natural. So I was really excited to repeat this class because when I took it in 2020, I had so many breakthroughs of things that were holding me back, things that I had been holding on to for so many years that I didn't even know were part of my identity. Um, part of my pain was um, deep-seated and like emotional pain too. So the chronic pain that I felt had a big physical pain 
component. And I was just really unaware of that until that, that class. So it was a huge shift in my, my personal life. Um, and also in my professional life to experience these things and thinking that some of the things that I thought were causing my chronic pain were actually in fact, from something else that was just really uh, suppressed in my body. So the unwinding class is very interesting. And yeah, like I said, I was excited to repeat it and see because we're in a different frame of mind and I'm in a different part of my career, my different part of my life now. I've had different experiences since that first time. So, you know, you, you can expect a different experience. So I was nervous, just a little apprehensive, just because you never know what's going to happen. And you just go in with an open mind and you don't know who you're going to meet and who's going to be in the class. And, you know, it's just, it's a, a lot of energy, a lot of different people, uh, travels, you know, far away. So that's always kind of nerve wracking to travel and, you know, all of the unknowns that can go with that. But I went with a colleague and we arrived in Chicago, no problems. Everything was good. And the weekend prior to us leaving, I was out doing some errands and with my boyfriend and we were, and we went out to eat a couple of times and I saw someone that looked like a friend of mine and I said, oh my gosh, she looks like my friend Sherry. And he said, yeah, she does. And I thought, wow, that's weird. And then uh, the next day we went out to breakfast and there was a woman that looked just like her. I mean, like a spitting image. She had the same kind of hair, same hair color. It was styled the same way. She had the same kind of makeup on. She dressed similarly. She had this like hot pink silk shirt on, which it was just like a spitting image of my friend. And she was sitting right across from us. And I said, that looks like Sherry. And it was to the point where I really wanted to take a picture of this woman because it it was just such a, a crazy spitting image. So anyway, that happened. And I just thought, wow, that's so wild that I saw two people, two different people in two different days that looked just like my friend. And it kind of like was in the back of my mind of, I should probably tell her this, you know, and like, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. So I kept thinking, I want to tell her about this, but I was getting ready. I was packing, you know, one thing led to another, you just kind of forget whatever the next day comes. We leave on a Monday to go to Chicago. And I still in the back of my mind, I just kept thinking about this woman that I, these two women that I kept seeing, it looked like my friend. I thought I need to tell her this for some reason. I don't know why, but it's important that I, I tell her. So we stopped at a rest stop at some point or, you know, somewhere along our journey, we took a break and I decided to text her and I said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I kept seeing people that look just like you. And I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed to tell you that, that I was thinking about you. Uh, you're on my mind. And she responded, oh my gosh, you're, you know, I said, I'm out of town. She said, oh my gosh, you're out of town. Um, when are you coming back? I, I really needed to hear that you were thinking about me. I'm kind of down right now. 
when you get back, we need to hang out. When do you come back? And I said, I'll be back next week. And yeah, we can get together at some point. And she said, oh, great. And that was that. And then we get to our hotel room and we check in, you know, I get kind of settled in and we had been sitting in the car all day. So my colleague and I decided to go down to the the gym and walk on the treadmills and just kind of like get some, you know, energy moving since we've been sitting all day and it had been raining all day. So we did that. We had dinner and we went back to our rooms and, you know, just kind of collected ourselves and got ready for our early morning class the next day. And I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night and I just was wide awake. I couldn't go back to sleep. And I laid in my bed and I was laying there thinking, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. I don't want to do anything. I'm good laying here. I had the most peace and clarity in my body that I've felt in a really long time. And I wanted to judge it. I wanted to think, why am I not tired? I should be tired. I just drove a whole bunch of hours. I was on the treadmill for like an hour. You know, I got a good workout in and I should be tired. I have to get up in a couple of hours to go to this class. And that's going to be an all day thing. I should be tired, but I wasn't tired. And I laid there and I remember thinking, this is such a weird feeling that there is not an ounce of tired in my body. There's nothing that I wish I was doing. I'm not trying to force myself to go back to sleep. I was just being. But it was still really weird because I wanted to be asleep. I didn't think it was normal to be awake, but I just couldn't sleep. So I decided to just get up and start my day, you know, after just laying there for a few hours thinking, oh, I'm not going back to sleep. So I just woke up and I was awake. And I kept thinking it was super weird that I was awake for no reason. So we go to class. You know, first day is fine. We start. Um, it's kind of slow in the morning, you know, we do a couple of techniques and, um, I just kind of felt disconnected in my body. And I just, I don't know, I didn't really understand why, but I was trying to not judge it. And then we were done for lunch. We got to take our lunch break and, you know, go do our thing and then come back. And so I go over to my, my seat and I grab my bag and you know, the first thing I do is I always pull up my phone because it's just like second nature to see who's called or who's, you know, text me or emailed me or whatever I need to like look through real quick. And um, I had a missed call from a friend of mine. And I don't know if your phone does it, but my phone will give like an audio uh, or a transcript of the the text of a voicemail. And it said that my friend Sherry had passed away. And I just froze. I thought, oh my gosh, what? 
what? I, what? How is this possible? I just talked to her. So I just grabbed all of my things out of the room and I just kind of had tunnel vision and I walked back to my hotel room and as soon as I got in the door, I just, I collapsed and I just cried and I was so upset and I knew that that was why I had texted her the day before. That's why I felt such a strong calling to contact her. And that was why I woke up in the middle of the night was because she had passed away in her sleep and her body was no longer in pain. She had been dealing with a serious disease called scleroderma for 22 years and she finally succumbed to that disease so I just was in disbelief because I had just talked to her so I finally was able to collect myself a little bit to call my friend that called to let me know the news and I just couldn't believe it. And I cried and cried and she was apologizing for telling me the news. And I was thinking, how am I going to, what am I going to do? How am I going to do deal with this? I'm, I'm not even in the same state and I, I can't come back right now. And it was just an awful, awful time to think that now I have to go back to class and somehow compose myself and collect myself and be with other people when I just want to lay on this floor and cry. But I managed to go back to class and I just felt like a shell. In my mind, I was thinking, I can't believe I've lost another friend, another person that I'm close with. But I'm here for a class. And if anything, this is the class that is where I'm supposed to be. I was supposed to be in this class because this was the container of where I can be supported the most. It's unwinding. Everybody's crying. (laughs) So I can cry too. I can process this with a group of people that can hold space for me right now. I don't have to let this pain of sadness and overwhelm go unseen. So I'm going to use this next couple of days as much as I can and as for as much support as I can receive. I think we went into a technique right after class started, right after lunch, 
And I was not looking forward to being worked on. I didn't want to do this. I I was not myself. And I didn't want to bring it up to the person I'm working with. Like, hey, my friend just passed away, like on lunch break. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be this Debbie Downer, but it's like really weighing on me. So I work with this woman and I don't even remember what the technique was. And I just remember crying so hard. And all the emotions that poured out, all of the, the anger and the upset and the grief and the sadness and everything that comes up is just coming out all at the same time. And afterwards, I, I, I felt like I had to tell her, because sometimes when we do a technique, the instructors will say, or John will say, okay, go ahead and discuss what you felt. <laughs> well, I felt like I had to tell this woman, like, my friend just passed away. Like, I didn't need to tell her that I was crying because of a friend, but I felt like I needed to tell her, like someone needed to know this. And she didn't have to know why I was crying in order to support me. So she helped me by just holding space for me. And I think the the beautiful part about myofascial release is that we don't ever have to know what's going on internally for, for us to heal and for us to release things inside of our body. One thing I did learn from this weekend class was there were so many times in my life where tears or emotions went unwitnessed. And I started thinking back to other seminars in the past and other things that I had done with myofascial release and or I would just end up crying in a big ball on the floor and I didn't know what the tears were for. They didn't always have something behind them. There wasn't always a story associated with them. And so you're, you know, in your logical brain, you're thinking, why am I crying? I don't have a reason. And this class made me realize that there were many times where tears and emotions went unwitnessed. And so to have someone just witness the emotion is super powerful. They don't need to change something that's happened to me in my past. There's nothing that anyone is going to do to change something that's happened in my past. There's no words that will make someone feel better or like their situation didn't happen. There's no word that's going to say, oh, that that tragic event to you is now okay because 
I said some words to you. No. Just holding space and allowing me to be vulnerable and to, for me to have that emotion is just as cathartic as anything. So just having a witness to those emotions is, is a big deal. So now I kind of look at things a little bit differently. Like maybe I need to have more of that vulnerability. Maybe we all do. Maybe there's places that you're not sharing your vulnerability. And it's hard. It feels weird because it's not practiced. But when we can let out the things that are really inside of our body, the emotions, the pain, the discomfort, that's where the healing is. On the other side of that, though, with other people, when we're in this unwinding class and they're going through something that is producing emotions, sometimes the emotions are really painful and and you can feel what is happening. You don't even have to know what's happening, but sometimes you just are able to feel that, that force. We can heal in many different ways. Healing is not always pretty. It's messy. But I feel like having witness to our, our big emotions is helpful. I feel like being at this class was exactly where I needed to be. I was in the right place at the right time. I was able to release a lot of emotion that came up from a lot of losses in my life. It's a lot of feelings that come with grief. There's nowhere for that grief to go. There's so much love when you lose someone. And there's no outlet that feels just. There's no words or feelings in grief. And so to just have people witness and not always have a solution or an answer because there's no solution or answer to grief, but just to have a witness is powerful. I don't have a motivational speech or something that I'm trying to convey with this episode today, but I wanted to pay tribute to my friend. She was a beautiful soul. She came into my life in the last few years and we really had a close connection and she helped me through a lot of things. And we were connected more than we realized we were. And I believe that I I was connected with her through her passing. And I thought that I would have a different story to tell about my myofascial unwinding experience from this class, but this is real life. This is what happened. 
And there's not really a takeaway from this. My takeaway from this is it is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to show emotion and it is okay to have it witnessed because feeling is healing. And that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. So thanks for being here. See you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to Return to Ease. Before you go, show some love for this podcast by leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you and stay tuned for the next episode. 